What's up, y'all? Welcome to Straight to the Bag, the show that helps fighters secure financial freedom. I'm your host, Andrew Lee, and today we're going to be talking about your finances, what you need to know, ins and outs, and at the end, we're going to give y'all some actionable steps, so stay tuned. Today, I got a special guest, though, so go ahead, introduce yourself, tell them what you're all about. Yeah, man, thanks uh, for having me, and I look forward to you know the conversation, and I'm sharing um, what you know I've seen and read myself, and so my name is Jahan Wiley, um, and I'm in finance. Um, I'm currently a commercial um, analyst, so um, I work with the middle market uh, group here in Columbus, and we do you know work with businesses um, with 10 million and more in, in revenue. Um, you know, also do um, I'm in a real estate investor, so um, I own some real estate as well. Um, and I've been able to navigate, you know, my personal finance. You know, I'm not perfect. Um, I made a lot of mistakes along the way. Um, and so, you know, I had to reverse those mistakes. So, mm-hmm. um, you know, I wouldn't say I'm, I'm an expert, but I know yeah. a little bit about personal finance as well. Um, you know, in my role before this role, um, I was a um, licensed banker um, in the retail space. So. Um, you would see me when you came into the branches and, okay. you know, I would talk about anything from, you know, uh, consolidating your personal debt to mortgage mm-hmm. to even investment, mm-hmm. you know, planning for retirement. So um, just had some experience in that side okay. of things as well. Okay, dope. So what would you say are some of your biggest successes in this space you're in now, in this finance space? Good question. Um, you know, starting off, you know, I wasn't, uh, the greatest high school student, mm-hmm. um, you know, uh, my GPA wasn't competitive at all. Mm-hmm. Um, but then I turned that around and was able to graduate college with honors in finance, right? Okay. Um, with a minor in accounting. So um, I would say that was kind of the, the kickoff to that success in the finance space, you know, mm-hmm. getting the um, kind of the theory behind finance. Um, because College only teaches the theory. Um, mm-hmm. You, you kind of have to get into the market and to understand h- how to apply that knowledge. So, but it was a start because it was very helpful um, as I moved forward to understand what I was seeing. Okay. Um, you know, with that, you know, I've been able to increase my W two income significantly mm-hmm. over the years, um, and we can I'm talk a little later. You know, more in detail about that later. But, you know, I think it's important to understand that. You know just because you have an entrepreneurial idea or you want to be, you know, a passive investor, mm-hmm. um, W-2 income is very important. Um, cause without my W-2 income, I would mm-hmm. not be able to do some of the things I'm doing outside of my career. Mm-hmm. Um, so being, you know, thoughtful in where you, you know, your next career move and how that aligns with the overall picture is mm-hmm. important. Um, but you know, uh, increasing that income is ultimately important. Mm-hmm. Um, I launched a, a mobile detail company um, using my personal truck um, that I thought about when I bought the truck. I was like, you know, I really like the truck, but how else can I, you know, leverage this purchase? Um, so, you know, I was like, you know, I can sell cars and I can, you know, pick and pick up cars and. Somehow, me and my brother um, came up with the idea, like, man, we should do a mobile detail company. So we got a big old tank, filled it with water. Uh, you know, we put together the uh, um, the power washer, and mm-hmm. uh, we had a couple deals with the dealerships going, pulling up to oh, their, their site and just cleaning down their cars. So um, learned that I, I, I did not want to watch wash cars or detail cars for, for long. It's hard uh, work, yeah, um, yeah. you know, and, and I realized, and again, we won't get into this more in detail, but I wanted something more passive, um, more passive income than active income. Yeah, I see what you mean. Because um, there's a lot of activity. That's a lot of work. That's a lot of work. <laughs> but it's, it was rewarding, you know, showing mm-hmm. up and having cars dirty and then turn around and they're, you know, getting yeah. them clean was pretty cool. Um, I you know I purchased a duplex um, in the near east side. Uh, I brought a dollar seventy-five to closing. Um, literally went to closing and wrote them a check for a dollar seventy-five, and and actually they wrote me a check back for a thousand dollars because the property I bought it had a tenant already in it, so okay. I got their security deposit. So I gave them a dollar seventy-five, and they gave me a thousand. I walked away with a thousand dollars from the closing table. Oh yeah, we got to break that down later. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, so a lot of cool stuff. Um, um, let's see. Oh, and another thing with the duplex, I was able to um, 
get a tax abatement. So when I my realtor, um, when we just a little sidebar f- for real estate investing. Whatever your strategy is, just make sure mm-hmm. that you have your realtor matches that strategy. The okay. realtor I use, he is also an investor. Mm-hmm. Um, so he was very helpful and kind of helped me navigate my first purchase. Mm-hmm. Um, it wasn't the smoothest, j- smoothest journey, and we, mm-hmm. we're going to get into that. Um, but, you know, just a sidebar there. He uh, made me aware that the property was in a tax abatement area opportunity zone okay um and so what that means is you're able to save tax on taxes basically right um it won't get into too much detail but um basically i'm gonna save about forty thousand in taxes for the life of my loan um so huge you know i I would i would count that as a success um Mm -hmm. you know with the property um, i'm low i'm lowering my taxable income on my w-2 income so it's offsetting so as my w-2 income is going up Mm -hmm. um the real estate is helping offset that tax obligation because mm-hmm. you can you know write off depreciation or write off a lot of stuff so okay. i pay less in taxes with my real estate purchase as well that's genius yeah um i do a lot of thinking so um lastly i you know i got in some consumer debt i had like twenty thousand in consumer debt and we can go into Jeez. that story a little later um you know when you get that that twenty thousand dollar credit card you uh-huh. know you kind of um can rack up some some you know yeah, I had a lot of fun. Yeah, but, uh, I'll bet. I had a lot of fun, but um, yeah. So I got in twenty twenty thousand in debt. Um, so I I I I've erased that debt uh, within t- uh, two years, um, and then also increased my net worth by a hundred thousand. Okay, all right. So, man, okay, let's take it back. Let's go all the way back to grade school because I'm really interested in how you went from not really understanding how to do well in school to graduating with honors in college. Like, I'm sure there's yeah. a lot going on in yeah. between that. We could do a whole separate uh, story on that. Um, to, to, to try to keep it, you know, just kind of to, you know, finance and make it helpful for, you know, the audience. Mm-hmm. Um, purpose, it was purpose. Okay. Um, there's a lot of things that happen and, you know, um, there's a lot of signs that, would, that were given. Um, you know, I'm a spiritual person, so, mm-hmm. Uh, you know, God, uh, you know, did a lot of interventions. Um, but, you know, when it comes down to a purpose, you know, I really didn't mm-hmm. know what I wanted to do in grade school. Um, okay. Or I had an idea and, it, you know, I thankfully learned that that may not be the best route. Um, so, uh, you know, some signs and again, just, you know, understanding what I wanted out of life. Okay. So that would be the difference. So... How old were you when you um, started in like the finance space? Man, um, I think you know, jokingly, you know, elementary, <laughs> you know, elementary school. Um, you know, funny story. I um, <laughs> I used to mix Kool Aid and sugar um, and sell it <laughs> on the playground. Um, wow, Kool Aid and sugar, different flavors. Yeah, um, I don't know. I think me and my sister was bored one day, and we were just mixing, playing around mm-hmm. in the kitchen. Um, and we just lick it off our hands, and it was like it's like a like a pixie stick, yeah, you know. Yeah. Um, but we, you know, I made them up in baggies, and I, I sold them in, in school. So I've been, a, you know, around money for a long time, mm-hmm. even in middle school, high school. Um, it's always been like my rich intentions handle on Instagram mm-hmm. um, was something that was done in high school, very very early. Okay. Um, so it's always been kind of the focus. Yeah. Um, but again, I think college would probably be when you know things changed a little bit. Um, with being exposed to kind of a different level of wealth mm-hmm. and seeing, okay, wait a minute, you know, mm-hmm. um, there's people out there and, you know, to back up, I was, um, a teller in, in college, um, okay. for Huntington. That was my first role in the kind of the banking industry. Yeah. Um, and just kind of, I learned more about personal finance from those experiences than, any any book that could teach me because I was able to physically see people who would come in mm-hmm. you know with with every you know whole bunch of material stuff mm-hmm. on and I look at their account and see what it is mm. then I would see people come in you know Lee, Lee Wrangler jeans uh-huh. <laughs> um, you know your dad you know the shoes yeah yeah and you know th- what they had in their account and I was like okay you know that is I wild. think that was a, a shift in mindset in that there's a difference between being rich and wealthy, mm-hmm. right? So rich mm-hmm. intentions was my high school thought. Yeah, um, yeah. And then, you know, understanding that, you know, 
being wealthy, I think the difference is purpose. Mm-hmm. You know, rich is having a lot of money and, you know, uh, wealthy is really having some purpose behind it. You right. Know, uh, I, you know, Boosie is rich. Right. <laughs> Jay-Z right. is wealthy, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, they're like doing that. stuff, you know, mm-hmm. that's bigger than them. Impactful. Impactful. Right. Um, and, and that's when I was like, okay. So now, you know, and, I, and you know, I didn't catch that right away. Um, mm-hmm. It took me about a couple years after college to catch that. And we okay. can get into uh, that in a second um, as okay. well. All right. So, okay, we got a lot to dive into. But let's start, like, just what was your lowest point? Just, like, doesn't have to be about finances. doesn't have to be um, anything specific. But just you would say your lowest point. Yeah, I um, mean, you know, I could I could have just kept talking because that was a great transition mm-hmm. into that next thought and that. So, you know, college, there was one goal, right? right. Go to school, get the best grades you can and get a job. Mm-hmm. It was simple. You know, I wake up and have that same goal. So once I graduated college, um, you know, what do you do next, right? Mm-hmm. Like, yeah, yeah, you get into your career and you do well and you meet your goals. But, mm-hmm. I mean, what's next, right? Like, yeah, yeah. So for me, I kind of, I've always had my foot on the pedal. I've always been a hustler. I've always been trying to chase the bag, you know uh-huh. what I mean? So for me, I was just going in circles, you know? Okay. I was in neutral. Um, and what had happened was, again, I got in 20000 in debt. Um, part of that was, I st- before the mobile detailing, I was buying and selling cars. Um, okay. But the cars I was selling, they were, it, it was a hobby. Mm-hmm. You know, I love old school cars. I love muscle cars. So I was buying cars, doing big, big changes to them. I was changing the engine, transmission, okay. fun stuff, exciting stuff. Yeah, I yeah. was just swiping my credit card because I had. Cause my thought was, okay, I got this personal debt, mm-hmm. but I'm going to use it for you know my business, yeah. which is you know most you know a lot of entrepreneurs do. Mm-hmm. Um, but the problem was I wasn't making money because mm. it was a hobby. Um, so I was making some poor decisions. Um, and then some of the wins I did have, you know, my personal habits were bad. You know, mm-hmm. I was doing a lot of partying. I was doing a lot of, you know, at the time, you know, again, I had that Silverado truck. I was, I was everywhere in the Silverado truck. I was having a lot of fun. Um, but, you know, got $20,000 in debt. Um, I put myself in a position to buy. So um, I ended my lease and I, I moved in. Uh, with a friend of mine's and mm-hmm. uh, so that was you know another thing I was sleep you know in his basement um, so I can position myself to buy yeah. but still you know in that moment I was in my buddy's basement yeah, yeah. Um, and you know what else oh on top of that you know my girl after nine years walked out um, <laughs> you know I had some family uh, you know issues my brother you know uh, cousin, it was, it was a lot going on in that okay. moment. So I'm at twenty thousand in debt. Yeah. You know, uh, girlfriend walks away. Uh, you know, I'm still trying to buy a property. I haven't done that. Mm-hmm. I'm struggling in my career because um, yeah. I was I have you know I had my at the time I had my investment license, so I was expected to perform in the investment space. Okay. Um, but I was the youngest investment banker there. Yeah. Um, and I remember I had a client tell me he said. He said, why would I invest with you and my money is older than you, right? Wow. And, and I felt that. I was like, <laughs> you know what? You're right. <laughs> um, you know, you you got a good point. And so, you know, I was struggling across the board. Um, so, yeah, that, that would probably be the lowest moment for me. What age so was this? This was after, high, after college? College, so about 26, 27. Okay. And... You just graduated, right? This is recently. Yeah, recently it was about graduated. one or two years out of college. Yeah. Okay, so you went from teller in college to banker. I'm assuming to personal banker. Yep. So yep, personal banker with the the license designation, mm-hmm. so I could do again do retirement planning and stuff okay. like that. Yeah. Man, so the debt. I mean, I kind of want to break that down. Like, how do you think that kind of happened? I mean, you're like a banker, and you're yeah. you understand finances <laughs> yeah. like yeah. I would say like at least more than average. Yeah. So the big part of that, again, was the business piece. Um, Mm -hmm. I convinced myself that I was making good business decisions. It's funny because my dad at the time was, you know, he he, he told me. And, you know, our ego sometimes don't want to accept things right Mm -hmm. away. Um, But he was dead on. He said, you know, Jahan, this is a hobby. This is is not 
a business. You know, business you make money. Mm-hmm. Business you make good business decisions. So, you know, people who are out there thinking about starting a business, you do got to keep that in mind. Mm-hmm. And that just because you enjoy something or you, you know it's your hobby, mm-hmm. it, that's different from it being a, a successful business venture. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You I want yeah. Let that one marinate because that was that's deep. Yeah. And I've even made that mistake. Yeah. And recovering through it. So, yeah, I wouldn't overlook that one that one's uh, um especially nowadays with everyone's like do what you love energy right right all that so how did you get out of that how did what was the next few years like like how did you some actionable steps good question um i think the biggest piece of that is really looking in the mirror and having a conversation with yourself Mm -hmm. um it's uncomfortable it's really oh, uncomfortable, yeah, like an honest it. conversation, not the BS conversation to make you feel good conversation, mm-hmm. but like, like for real, like what's going on here? Um, mm-hmm. You know, again, my girl, you know, at the time walked away after nine years. Mm-hmm. So I had to do a lot of conversations with myself to say, okay, at first it was, you know, what she did, you know, mm-hmm. what, you know, it was a one angle view of, you know, what happened. Mm-hmm. But then I had to say, you know what? Like, I did, you know, so one of my OG, one of the, one of the things he always said um, was, you know, um, you know, a, a loss stays a loss if you don't learn from it, right? Mm-hmm. So that's how I looked at it. I was like, okay, it's done. The loss has happened. I'm a 20K in debt. I'm mm-hmm. having these financial issues. I'm struggling here. This is the loss. I'm, I'm, I'm losing here. So mm-hmm. now how can I learn from this? How can I get better? Um, so I improve myself first. Before okay. I could do anything from a business perspective, I had mm-hmm. to you know, kind of dig in internally and say, what are some of the things you're struggling with that you need to fix? Um, so accountability. I started with accountability of where are you making mistakes? Um, and, 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 and with that, I kind of started to think about what I wanted life to look like because I haven't had that thought. Like when I went into college, like what what I was, I remember I Googled, like what was the highest paying job, right? Mm-hmm. It was technology. I said, well, well that don't make sense. <laughs> so then the next one was, you know, uh, finance, accounting. And I said, okay, okay I've been around money. I, I could, that makes sense. Mm-hmm. That was it. I didn't have a picture of where I wanted to live, if I wanted to have kids. Like, so, you know, graduating college and kind of, you know, going in circles, I finally, what really changed was after the accountability piece, I really sat down and said, okay, what do I want life to look like? Yeah. And uh, a mentor at the time, he gave me a TED Talk video, uh, Work-Life Balance. And the guy said, hey audience, I want you to write down your ideal day. I'm talking about mm-hmm. when you wake up mm-hmm. to when you go to sleep, right? Okay. What time are you waking up? What are you doing? What are you eating? Mm-hmm. What are you, are you going to work? How many hours are you working? You know, mm-hmm. and when I did that for myself, I said, man, like I can really, and it's powerful to believe that you can make life what you want. And, and yeah. when you think about that, that should be the only thing that matters. Because, 100%. I mean, we expire at some point, yeah, <laughs> you yeah. know what I mean? Exactly. So why not, while we're here, mm-hmm. do the things that make us happy, you know mm-hmm. what I mean? Like, so I stopped thinking about so much the material things, but mm-hmm. like more so, what do I, how do I want to spend my time? And so speaking of time, that's when I started to think about, okay, to get that time, I have to find something that I could make a lot of money in a short period of time, right? Right. So, you know, that's when I started thinking about passive income. Like that, I mean, it makes sense because I want to be making money when I'm not actively making money. Right. I want to instead go, you know, jump into my 92 Camaro IROC with the T-tops and go mm-hmm. for coffee, right? That's yeah, what yeah. I want to do. Like, yeah, yeah. I want to travel. I want to... You know, and to do that, you you have to you have to put in work to do that. And I start planning, right? I start mm-hmm. I started with a vision board. Okay. So I took that ideal day and I I put a vision board of of the things that were in that day. Mm-hmm. Like what I like when I thought about the day and I pictured certain things. Yeah. I, I went on Pinterest. You know, mm-hmm. I got a Pinterest account. So I went mm-hmm. on Pinterest and I you know I googled the items and it popped up and it and I made a vision board and then from the vision board I made goals I, you know of what where I wanted to be by a certain period of time mm-hmm. then I said I looked at it and I said okay what do I need to do to gear and yeah. then so I made more goals mm-hmm. I made smaller goals I need to get out of debt mm-hmm. I, I mean I can't do anything with this debt yeah. consumer debt that's the worst debt you can have is consumer oh, yeah. debt you know it it is it, it, it's, it's silly so I gave up my truck mm-hmm. I turned my lease back in 
Um, I budgeted. Wow, can you believe that? I've, I <laughs> made a budget and said, you know what, I'm going to make some sacrifices on how I move. Mm-hmm. Um, and so I made a budget. Um, I did that. I, I, you know, I, I made a career decision. Um, I wasn't sure where I wanted to go, if I wanted to go into the investment space or if I wanted to go into business. Those are the two areas I enjoyed. Okay. So I thought about long term what I wanted life to look like. And I said, what's going to give me that ability? And, it, and I, so it was, it was clear. I, I struggled three, one or two years trying to make that decision. And within a week, it was clear I wanted mm-hmm. to go to the business route. Mm-hmm. Um, so I made a move to commercial underwriting. Before I got into the space, I was doing commercial underwriting. Okay. Um, so I was like, when you send a loan request in, I was the the person that took it and did the write-up, oh, you know, okay, put okay. together the charts and, um, you know, put everything down. And um, so, so did that, um, made some real estate goals. Uh, you know, the mm-hmm. you know, one thing about real estate is you can, um, there's so many strategy real, strategies for real estate mm-hmm. and you have to know your purpose and your why before you get into it because you can get distracted. Um, It took me a while to buy my first property because I was distracted. Um, You know, you can flip, you can wholesale, you can do Airbnb. There's so many ways, things you can do with real estate. And it wasn't until I knew knew what I wanted life to look like to say, okay, I want something passive. Mm -hmm. I don't want to continue to do Airbnb where I got to keep doing a new tenant, I mean, a new person every day. I don't want to flip because I understand finance and that, you know, cash depreciates in value Mm -hmm. because of inflation. Mm -hmm. So... I don't, I don't want to do that either. Mm-hmm. Either, you know, either you can get money, but okay, I'm going to do income properties. That was my thing. Okay. So I said, I, I, you know, set some goals as far as I want to buy my first duplex. Mm-hmm. Um, and then, you know, I want to continue to build on that. So that's kind of what was okay. the, the, the change. All right. So lowest low, 20K in debt, living in basement. Then we, <laughs> girl walked out your life. Now we're building up some momentum. We're doing a vision board. We're being real with ourselves, yep, yeah. Um, understanding real estate, not yep. just having a desire to do it. Facts. So, where did that take you next? Man, that's a, that's a great summary. Um, you know, because if it wasn't for that, I wouldn't be who I am today. Right. And so I'm thankful for those experiences. Mm-hmm. Um, certainly not at the time, but mm-hmm. now looking back, I can say, you know what? I'm glad that it, things happened the way they it did, mm-hmm. um, because. Now I'm at a place where I'm truly happy. I'm truly in a place where I understand what wealth looks like. Okay. I'm truly in a place where, you know, I have a plan and a vision. So no longer am I spinning in circles. I'm, mm-hmm. I'm, I'm, I'm getting stuff done. Yeah. Um, you know, the stuff that means a lot to me. Uh, one of the things I said I was going to make sure I do when I did the vision board um, in the goal setting and everything it was I'm, I'm going to enjoy each stage of the journey right because mm. what a life would be if you only enjoy the end part of the journey mm-hmm. right that's why nipsey Nip, nipsey hustle was so hard in that the maris the marathon right mm-hmm. he was running the race mm-hmm. you know he was talking the same stuff when he was on the corner and the victory lap you know was the end but like mm-hmm. the marathon is in between and so you have yeah. to fall in love with that so my highest high is my highest high is where i am now like That's every dope. step is where is the highest high because, mm-hmm. you know, looking back is his, you know, you gotta, you just gotta be in the moment. Mm-hmm. Um, so, you know, I have my duplex, um, I'm cash flowing on my duplex. I mean, I'm in a great career, not just for the money, but I, I'm learning something every day. Mm-hmm. I'm learning how to structure middle market deals and, okay. you know, look, I know how to look at risk, credit risk. Mm-hmm. I know how to mitigate it and I know mm-hmm. how to structure a deal to get it done. Yeah. I mean, uh, when you talk about career capital, shout yeah. out to Kyle Newport, you know, career capital where, you know, you, you're building something beyond just your title, you know, okay. um, you, you're doing something and becoming valuable to the marketplace. Mm-hmm. Um, so, you know, beyond just what I'm being paid, I'm becoming valuable. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, I, I, I found someone that I plan to spend the rest of my life with mm-hmm. who's also committed to living the same life that I envision, right? So mm-hmm. we're on the same path, what we want life to look like. We're both committed. Mm-hmm. You know, she's made some sacrifices. Mm-hmm. She's, you know, I have a, a another joint venture with her that, you know, mm-hmm. I'm, 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 I'm you know, looking forward to 
announcing soon. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, we just welcomed a new baby boy, um, my first baby boy, um, baby Ja. You know, so you know the legacy piece of it is mm-hmm. there. Um, I can't wait to kind of show him some of the things I'm talking to you. Oh yeah, you know yeah. he's probably gonna be like, Dad, I'm tired of hearing it. <laughs> uh, I'm tired of hearing it. But you know. It's a lot of exciting stuff right now. Um, yeah, that's awesome. You know, I'm healthy. I was working. I was working out with you for a little bit. I yeah, need to get yeah. back in there, but yeah, yeah. I'm feeling good. You know, mentally, emotionally, and physically, uh, I'm in a good space. And um, okay. you know, man, it's just you know, good stuff. And that's awesome to hear, bro. So, I guess let's take it back. Take it back to where did you say you started working in college? Huntington, Huntington. Huntington. I was a teller. I was a teller at Huntington. Okay. Um, go ahead. I'm sorry. You're good. Um, so Huntington. Then you went to. You became a. You also became a banker at Huntington. Uh, Key Bank. So. Okay. So I yeah I can jump. I, that's why I was going to jump into that. So. Okay. Um, I was a teller at, at Huntington while I was studying finance, um, but mm-hmm. I also worked at the Financial Trade Office too. Okay. Um, you know, quick story. Um, you know, when I took my first trip up to Toledo, it was me and my mom, um, and I was short, actually. My, you know, my financial package wasn't enough to go to Toledo. Okay. And my mom secretly, um, I feel, didn't want me to leave either, mm. right? So when, you know, I went up there, and I talked to the gentleman, and I was like, hey, this is what I have. Mm-hmm. What's the next step? He's like, hey, you short, buddy. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, you might want to think about some, you know, some other things. And, uh, you know, my mom was supportive in the way she know how. And mm-hmm. she was like, you know, Columbus State. You know, okay. start with Columbus State. And, I, you know. And I've done, I, I was the one that did most of everything as far as I did my own FAFSA mm-hmm. for my mom. I, I, you know, I understood, I, I did the application where, you mm-hmm. know, most kids probably, oh, yeah. you know, the parent took care of it. Mm-hmm. I did it. So then I went back up to the, you know, the, 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 the lady, I went to a different person. I was like, there has to be something we're missing here, you know? Mm-hmm. Um, and luckily, again, God, um, she asked a couple additional questions. And so the way it works, not trying to get into too much detail, but I think it's helpful, is like when you do your FAFSA, you get an EFC. It's called an estimated family contribution. Okay. Basically, it says what your family can contribute to your college. So the higher okay. the EFC, the lower the Pell Grant. The Pell Grant is a grant that helps kids that don't necessarily may have the means to get to college. Okay. So my EFC was high because my mom made a decent amount of money, but, you know, they, they, they didn't know about the bills, too, she had. Oh, okay. So what the lady did was say, okay, what else you got going on? And well, my mom was in school. So with my mom being in school, it allowed to decrease the EFC. Mm. So therefore increasing my Pell Grant. Okay. So that got done. But they were so impressed that I was the one having the conversation yeah, that they yeah. asked me to come work for them. There was like, wow. you know, another thing we, we can do, the director was overhearing a conversation and she was like, you know, um, do you got work study? I was like, yeah, I got work study. She said, are you interested in a job? Literally had a conversation about a job on that spot. Wow. So I was able to, again, career capital. I was able to be in a place where I was, I was looking at people's, you know, tax returns, like mm-hmm. the, the uh, parents of the students okay. looking at their tax returns. I was helping kids fill out FAFSA. I basically understood how to finance college. So you help break that down right for right. all these college students right. wow so, and you're a brand new college I'm student. A, right exactly so you said it was called an efc yep efc how do they determine that through income through, through income uh, your tax mainly returns? yep income okay. mm-hmm. yep income okay, okay. um independence there's some other factors it's been a minute but mainly income and how many dependents you have okay okay and for like any kids looking to get in college right now or kind of in that time of their life what are some um, tips besides that you have? Hmm. That's a really good question because I, now I have a you know son. I, I think about it. Mm-hmm. Do I do I really want to push him to say college is the you have to go to college? Right. And I, I'm not. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm not going to do it because of how expensive college is. Mm-hmm. You know, politicians, um, <laughs> politics. <laughs> yeah. I hate it, but you know, it's something. As I build wealth, it's hard to ignore. Yeah. Um, so. The politicians want to talk about student debt, but it's funny that the conversation isn't about how much college has increased. The cost of college has increased. Mm-hmm. Um, so for me, I don't see the value 
and mm. my son if you know if i got the money at that time i'll pay for it yeah sure do it but going into debt yeah to learn something that i can teach them right through the businesses that i own and the stuff that i'm doing and the mm-hmm. people who i know yeah i don't you know i'm in real estate you know what if he went and got his you know electric you know become an electrician mm-hmm. a plumber or you know a trade school so that uh, I, i'm I, you know so the advice i would give is make it make sense okay make it make sense um you know i used to get in a little bit of trouble because i used to be also was an orientation leader where the kids uh the incoming freshmen would come in and i would talk to them i'm like man what you what you going to study and um they would say stuff that I would dig deeper on like mm-hmm. you know social worker for example and I don't have no I don't want to by any means discredit <laughs> any profession let's make sure that's clear yeah, yeah, yeah. but you have to be realistic of what that where that place you financially mm-hmm. you know if you if you so I had a conversation with one kid I said so why he mm-hmm. said well I want to help people and change people you, you do know you can do that and not be a social worker, right? Yeah, you know, there's a lot of ways. <laughs> you know, there's a lot of ways. So, and, and you also know what you're gonna be making once you get out of, you know, when right. you're a social worker. Yeah. And your student loans, mm-hmm. you know, this is gonna be your cash flow for monthly. Are mm-hmm. you gonna be able to survive off of this? Mm-hmm. And that conversation becomes difficult. So I'm not saying not to be a social worker, but mm-hmm. what I am saying is dig deeper. Um, you know, ask yourself why. Why do you want to do these things? And do the research as to what you're going to be making, mm-hmm. what the market is going to be paying you, mm-hmm. and understand is that going to be able to support the lifestyle you want want to live? Because I know mm-hmm. a lot of social workers, teachers, that live a lifestyle that's you know that's you know, that's supported by their income and they're mm-hmm. happy. Mm-hmm. So I'm not saying that, but just just be real with yourself and dig deeper. Yeah, yeah, I think I think that's a big thing. I had a um one guy I knew in college he was becoming a teacher but they eventually will require you to get your master's mm. and teachers um should be making more yeah should be making more 100 <laughs> percent, and they have to be paid based off their education so like wow if you're a teacher with no experience and you have your master's though they have to pay you more and you have no experience so I feel like people don't understand the financial part or yeah. they ignore it and they're like okay so what if you don't get hired worst case scenario right <clears throat> now you got to pay off those student loans. And even if you did get a job, how long would it take? Yeah, right. I think a lot of people have a, um, and there's, a negative yeah. relationship with that money. They don't, sometimes some people don't want to be rich. Right. Because they think it's a bad thing. Or, Man. I, how do you feel about that? That's a good question. That's a good segue. Uh, one, of my, one of my favorite books is called Loaded. Um, it's the psychology of money. Mm-hmm. Um, one of the best reads when it comes to financially, right, speaking, mm-hmm. because it talks about, and actually Key Bank, um, I believe, bought it, um, bought the, anyway, but that's off topic. The point of the you know book was it talked about the psychology behind money, and it, and it helped me understand that, you know, a lot of decisions I made financially was from an emotional place. Mm-hmm. Um, and it was also from how I was raised. Mm-hmm. So to your point, it, it wasn't me, but there are people that think money is a bad thing. It makes you evil. Mm-hmm. And that's just based on how they were raised, what they were taught. For me, I just spend money crazy. I'm a consumer. Yeah. And it's based off of some emotional stuff, some family history, some mm-hmm. trauma, all type of stuff, mm-hmm. really. I got to thinking about it. And it was like, wow, it makes sense. Yeah. But one of the other things I really like about the book, it, it talked about... Um, people try to most of the time budget with between wants and needs and a book argues that every want is driven by a need <laughs> okay right okay. deep right so like yeah. you would say oh well um a want is going out to the bar and kicking it right that's right. a want i don't necessarily need to do that mm-hmm. yes you do it's just not that it's you need the social interaction mm, you I need that you that that so what what the book did is took it a step further and say how can you get that social interaction okay in a more inexpensive way so instead of going to the bar and spending ninety dollars at the bar every night mm-hmm. maybe do a, a group potluck now we've done that me and my brotherhood has done that we've mm-hmm. said hey bro we're gonna get together i bring the chicken mm-hmm. you bring the you know we're gonna get together we're gonna watch the game and mm-hmm. we're gonna kick it okay under budget yeah twenty dollars yeah. a piece Thirty dollars a piece. We still have that social interaction, right? I love that. Man. So that I book was dope. Sense. But um, <laughs> but psychology. You, you gotta question yourself because yeah. ask yourself why do you have the relationship you do with money, mm-hmm. um, and think about your childhood. Think about everything. How do you feel about it and why? Okay. So, 
let's jump back into when you started coming up where what was the first big deal or you would say event that <clears throat> kind of gave you a good stepping stone like before like the event because like um, i'm always a it was a vision board i think once i did my vision board mm-hmm. i was like wow like sh- this stuff is clear yeah, yeah. Like I get it. Like I know. Like that's so, like that's half of the battle. I feel like is where. What's the next step? Well, I mean, we're not necessarily the next step, but what's the end goal? Because the then, if you have the end goal, you can then say, well, I, the obvious next step is here. Yeah. And yeah. then the next step is here because as you work hard, especially in real estate and other areas, you're gonna have good distractions. And what I mean by that is, you're gonna have opportunities that are good but are bad for your end goal. Okay. Right. Yeah, yeah. So when I got in real estate, for example, uh, well, I'm not. Gonna, I'm just gonna stay there because I'm gonna answer the question. So backing up. So the after the, doing the vision board, the first success was buying my first duplex. Okay. When I did that, that was like, wow, like I did it. And then on top of that, um, what was really, really, really rewarding was um, I moved my mom in. Um, wow. So that's awesome. She was renting um, at the time um, a smaller unit. She loved the unit. She made it her own. Mm-hmm. She'd been there for some years. Uh, you know, she wasn't uh, completely open to the idea at first because mm-hmm. she loved her place. Um, but for me, I want her to have more windows. Mm. <laughs> right? So I, literally, <laughs> yeah. that was my thought. Like, I wanted her to be, because um, the place she had wasn't very exposed to a lot of lighting. Mm. And I'm like, and so when she moved in and to see the smile on her face, and she has a window and yeah. sunlight gets in mm-hmm. um and then on top of that from a financial piece she doesn't have to worry about a landlord anymore like if That's she wild. you know she's working towards a fixed income where she's yeah. going to start being on a fixed income mm-hmm. and you know what a joy is it that i own the property that she's in right she doesn't have to ever worry about missing or being on the street ever yeah that's awesome you know that's and, and that was dream. that was like a powerful moment for me like man mm-hmm. like okay this is why i do it yeah, yeah. you know um so that, that was probably the biggest let's break point. that deal down you said so you said dollar 75 yeah man and I, and I actually got some stuff i got some stuff coming this is a perfect opportunity to kind of get out here and um have this conversation i got some stuff coming um i haven't decided if i'm gonna write a book or how i'm gonna do it um uh-huh. But yeah, man, so just, you know, an overview of how that worked was there's um, first time home buying programs out okay. there that will um, help offset your costs. And there's ways you can structure the deal where um, you can offset some of the costs as well. Okay. Again, just a lot of finance um, stuff. Um, you know, I did an FHA loan. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's funny because I had someone tell um, someone that, you know, an FHA is terrible, it's a bad loan. Mm-hmm. And, it, and it's funny because, again, real estate is what you make it. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so for some people, an FHA is a bad loan. Yeah. Um, and it, But there's pros and cons with everything we do in life. Right. Um, so there's some pros and then there's some cons. Okay. Um, and so I did an FHA loan, which allowed me to put less down. Yeah. Um, and then as a, as, as a result, I had to pay PMI. PMI is private mortgage insurance, mm-hmm. um, and it doesn't go towards your principal or, or interest. The mm-hmm. way I explain it is, is basically a check that you cut every month mm-hmm. to the bank to mm-hmm. say, hey, I didn't have money down, mm-hmm. and I know this is a riskier loan because mm-hmm. I have less in it than you, right? Because right? I didn't put as much down. Right. This is my payment to you to make you feel comfortable with doing the loan. Okay. That's it. It's just basically to the company to make them feel comfortable. It doesn't go towards your principal interest. So that's the piece where most people say FHA loans are bad. Because your monthly payment's higher. Your monthly payment's higher, mm-hmm. and that PMI typically, and I've seen some legislation, my dad sent me, um, and I haven't did any research, but from my knowledge, uh, FHA loan, the PMI does not go away. Mm. No matter if you, so the idea is, it's as the equity like, bill, because you know properties go up in value in, in theory, Right. Um, and you're continuing to pay on it, uh-huh. so there's a that equity that is created. Right. So, just to back up, so the reason why a down payment is needed is because you have to have a certain amount of equity. We call it loan of value. Mm-hmm. We have to have a certain amount of equity in the deal where you own it for the bank to feel comfortable. Yeah, like putting skin in the game. Right. Yeah. So, and that's a five C's of credit too. But so you put the down payment to meet that obligation. Okay. So if you don't, 
you PMI because PMI is on FHA loans and conventional loans. Mm. But what what t- happens in the conventional loan is as you build up more equity, mm-hmm. that PMI can go away. Mm. But an FHA loan, the PMI stays. Okay. Um, okay, I see what you mean. You know, and I think there may be some legislation. Don't 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 yell at me, guys. Um, where I think there may be a change to that where it does go away. But from my mm. understanding right now, it does not go away. And so for everyone that doesn't know, FHA is, um, it's a federal loan? or is yep. it, it's, it's a federal, a federal yep. Put 3.5% down. You got it. And so you can make it make sense by, so if you had someone else running out the other side, covering the monthly, yeah, then it makes sense. It does. It doesn't matter yeah. how much that Because, I mean, I mean, one, my one side, I mean, I'm transparent. I think my payment at the time was about $1,200. Mm-hmm. One one side of my unit was renting for, was it 950 I think, technically. And I mm-hmm. think he was giving me $50 more for water because I pay mm-hmm. water quarterly. Okay. Um, so, but, I, but, but from a cash flow perspective, I was receiving 1000 every month. And, yeah. you know, only paying 1200 in, in mortgage um, payment. And that's with PMI as mm-hmm. well. And... You know, in theory, eventually, you know, I would rent the other side for another thousand. Mm-hmm. So then I would be getting two thousand, and my right. mortgage is only twelve. Yeah, and cash right? flowing. Cash eight. flowing. Now, true, that's net. I say that's gross cash flow. That's on paper cash flow. Yeah, but it's really lower than that because okay. I have a template um, that kind of breaks down. You gotta you gotta take out for your capital capital expenditures. Mm-hmm. So if you want to put a fence in, mm-hmm. you know that may cost something, and you know you break that down per month. Um, so that mm-hmm. takes away from your payment maintenance, toilet breaks. You gotta fix it. Uh, uh, vacancy. So I, luckily I haven't had any vacancies, mm-hmm. um, but that does happen, and you okay. lose income from that month by month. You know you don't have anyone renting. Um, yeah. So you know. So net cash flow is more 200, 250, you know, 250, 300 dollars, um, and it doesn't seem like much, but mm-hmm. you know, I only have one property. Mm-hmm. So just imagine if you're looking at a property where you know you own ten of them. So now mm-hmm. that's now that's two thousand, three thousand dollars, and that's expenses. after capital expenditures, after all the you know taxes, every everything you can think of is you know in there. So okay, not bad. All right, so you got that. First duplex, mm-hmm. and first of all, that's huge. That's where I want to be. Um, so we got some more talking to do. <laughs> oh yeah, hundred yeah, percent. Man, yeah, I got a lot of things I need to work on, but I'm also um, I'm just in that space right now, trying to look for that that duplex, just trying to make it make sense and mm-hmm. trying to take care of my family and yeah, kill those expenses. So yeah, what are you working on right now? Man, it's it's amazing um, how. You, you th- it's called I call it conditioning mm-hmm. um you know I, I didn't know what hard work really meant mm-hmm. until you know I got a career mm-hmm. I'm trying to do du- my duplex stuff because I did the tag I had to go through the tax abatement process um which lowered my uh tax obligation um you know I'm I'm, I'm moving up with w2 income but that mm-hmm. also means I'm moving up with responsibilities mm-hmm. and you know mm-hmm. that's you know becoming harder um right. and I I work hard you know I don't I, I my work ethic means a lot to me. So mm-hmm. beyond what they're paying me, mm-hmm. I want to make sure I'm providing value because that's just who I am. Mm-hmm. Um, so I, I don't slack on my day job because right. I'm working on other stuff. Because right. I, ob- I have an obligation. I signed and said I'm going to do this work, so I'm going to do it. Mm-hmm. Um, so that, you know, to, to kind of balance it all out, um, you know, I have five daily daily habits, and I don't always get to them. Mm-hmm. But, you know, I, I wake up early, try okay. to. Again, I don't always don't get to it. Um, you know, I s- try to spend one hour of working on my own business. So no matter how busy my W-2 income is, mm-hmm. when it comes down to, you know, my business, I got to spend an hour there. Um, I have to read for 30 minutes. Okay. Because a lot of the ideology, as you know, I mentioned, a loaded book and mm-hmm. Kyle Newport, um, The Millionaire Next Door. Um, I could keep going. Rich Dad, Poor Dad, and um, the, uh, Ego is the Enemy. All, like a lot of the... Th- who I am and what I believe in today has mm-hmm. been formed from books I've read. Okay. So, you know, every time I read something, I learn something new that's very helpful into just life, not just on, on real estate, ABCs, mm-hmm. investment real estate. And there's a lot, so I try to read. Okay. I know that's important, so I try to continue to read um, and stretch. I try to stretch every day, mm-hmm. um, physically just being in a position where I'm comfortable and I'm ready for the day. Mm-hmm. Um, and I also try to do one thing thoughtful for someone else. 
right? Because we yeah, can kind of become that. consumed with our own thing. Mm -hmm. um, and I believe in like, you know, if I give to the universe, you know, I, you know, hopefully the universe gives back to me type mm -hmm. thing. Um, so I try to do one thing thoughtful for someone and it doesn't always have to be grand. It could just be, hey, you look nice today. You mm -hmm. know, I'm thankful for you today. So words of encouragement type mm -hmm. stuff, um, you know, or flowers for my lady or something like that. Yeah. So um, just kind of be thoughtful there. Um, so to answer your question, you know, it, you know, I just thought about that because you talked about how you're managing that. It's hard. Mm -hmm. So don't yeah, be yeah. down on yourself because you're not getting stuff done and you're not moving as long as fast as you can. Right. Um, just kind of decide. Um, I came to the author of this book. He called them levers. What can you do every day to lever for success? Mm -hmm. If you did one thing in a day to make you successful, like you said duplex, mm -hmm. what could be that one thing you could do to get you to ready to buy a duplex? Maybe it's doing research. Mm -hmm. Maybe you're going to spend 30 minutes researching what a duplex, how to buy a duplex, whatever mm -hmm. it is. Then the next step may you know, interview two or three agents, mm -hmm. right? So, like, you know, having that leverage is important to mm -hmm. You know, getting to a place where you're being productive is kind of what I'm trying okay. to say. Um, what I'm working on now, man, is is really becoming a better man and becoming a better uh, better for my family. Like I have a family now, mm -hmm. so now now it's not just me and what I want to do as mm -hmm. far as financially. You know, I have to be more emotionally intelligent. That's mm -hmm. another book. Emotional intelligence is a great book. Mm -hmm. um, I have to be emotionally available for mm -hmm. my significant other because she's going through stuff herself. Mm -hmm. So I have to be thoughtful of that. Um, so that's number one for me right now is okay. being a better man, right? Mm -hmm. um, you know, becoming, again, more valuable in my career. I'm in a position where I can really make a name for myself and really make, you know, the future and the wealth for my family different. Mm -hmm. You know, in the space I'm working, yeah, and I'm with a group of guys and and and, and ladies that um, mean business. They they're, they're serious, and and you know, and I'm 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 all in. Um, so that you know, that's what I'm mm -hmm. focused on now. Then I'm looking on buying a new another duplex. Um, okay. Why not? Right. right. Uh, the income makes sense. Um, you know, the cash flow rather makes sense. Um, and we're in a place where we're in an economic uh, market where uh, inflation is happening happening rapidly mm -hmm. so like things are just increasing in value mm -hmm. um and, and it actually what i'm working on now is a refi i'm doing a cash out refi okay so um going back to strategy i told my brother i was like bro um you know my property appraised for you know i'm just transparent three hundred thousand. my property appraised for three hundred thousand. Uh, what did right? you buy it for bought it for 175 180 or something Jeez. like that and i bought it in 19. okay appraised for three hundred thousand. so then my brother he was like <laughs> he chuckled he was like Man, you gonna sell? <laughs> you gonna sell? <laughs> you gonna sell? You know, and I thought about it. I, w I would lie to you if I if I had, didn't think about it. Yeah. Um, but my brother is a flipper. He's in real estate. He he's mm. more focused, and his dad is more focused on the flipping side, and it, and it works for them. That's what they like, mm. and um, they're doing good at it. He's always mm. done good at it. Um, but for me, that requires me to be active again because mm -hmm. I sell it. I, I put the hundred thousand in my pocket. Mm -hmm. Now what? Mm. Right? Inflation mm -hmm. is happening again. So yeah. the cash is losing value by sitting in my savings account because there's not a high interest savings account anywhere. Right. I don't like stock market. Yeah. Just personally, me. Yeah. Again. Um, you know. Um, so what do I do? Go try to buy another duplex. Mm -hmm. Well, guess what? I'm gonna be paying three hundred thousand for it. Right. So my through my hundred thousand is going right back into the market. Right. And I'm losing it again if I yeah. try to buy another one. So, hmm, mm. what can you do? You can do a cash out refi where I'm taking a part of that money, okay. right? I'm not taking all of that 100,000, but I'm gonna take a part of it mm -hmm. and then I'm gonna use it um, in a disclaimer. After, you know, after I do my refi, I have to live in it for a year. So I will mm -hmm. be living in it for mm -hmm. a year. Um, just a little disclaimer, but you know, after that year, uh -huh. I take that money and then go buy another duplex. Do it again. Right? And, um, and, 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 and really the, the people ask, well, pr um, properties are high right now. Mm -hmm. Yeah, true. Right. But if it makes sense from a cash flow perspective, because mm -hmm. you're buying income properties. So it doesn't right. matter what the what it does matter, because uh, you get to a point where the cash flow won't make sense if your the price point is too high. And typically they say 1%. So like if you if a, a duplex, let's say, or any property is 200000 mm -hmm. the common law is 1% of that 200000 you have to receive in rents for it to make sense. So in that case, it would be two thousand dollars a month. Mm -hmm. You would have to get out of that property for it to make sense. Okay. 
So that's um, a general rule. That's how you look fast. That's how you do your fast yep. research. That's okay. how I do my fast by saying I'm not gonna look at it. But then you're right. Once you know I am looking at it, I look mm -hmm. at it in more details. Ha have the roof roof been replaced? Have the mechanicals been replaced? Right. Um, you know, is it in the flood zone? Well, we don't have those much. But um, you know, what does a, the basement look like as far as the foundation? Mm -hmm. Some of those big items you don't want to you know um, you want to avoid you know, having to come out for. Um, okay. But yeah, I'm working on that. I'm working on you know career. Another duplex, becoming a better man, and working on my you know personal side of things. Okay, dope. So, where do you see yourself five years from now? Then that's a really good question. Um, I I'm actually ending my five years that I set before, right? Okay. Um, and so I haven't really put it on paper. Mm -hmm. um, but you know, I guess I will share what it was before. It was a certain amount of money in my bank account, which mm -hmm. I'm there. Mm -hmm. <laughs> um, my net worth, I'm there. Mm -hmm. um, and actually, it was a kid. I, I wanted to have wow. a kid. Um, and, and that's there. Um, and Merritt was there too. And we're, I'm, I'm working on that. I'm yeah, working yeah, on yeah. that. But um, that was there um, out of debt, because at the time I was in debt. So I wanted to be completely consumer debt free, which I am. I drive an 03 Ranger, and I'm okay. so happy and proud of my Ranger because it symbolizes yeah. the sacrifice and the commitment mm -hmm. to living and getting to a financial place where I'm free. Mm -hmm. I can come and go as I want. If I want to take Muay Thai, I can do that. Mm -hmm. I can afford it. Right. I can do it. I don't have to think about it. I have, right. I have the disposable income to really do anything I want. Yeah. Make um, that choice. And make that choice. Yeah. I'm okay with getting in my Fort Ranger and driving off. Yeah. You know? um, so, uh, you know, that's, that's yeah. 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 I remember that when um yeah, when you were training a lot, I remember just seeing a full ranger, I just I would know because I know. Because yeah. I know like yeah. what that means. Someone else might be like, Oh, that's dope, it's a reliable car, da da da, but it's not that nice, whatever, like right. but to me I'm like I was jealous. I was like <laughs> I kind of wish I had a Ford Ranger. Something yeah. like something just just an everyday reliable. beater, man. Yeah, yeah it, it starts every day. I haven't had an issue. Um, mm -hmm. I tow things. It makes stuff. I pick up furniture. I mm -hmm. do things. I move, you know. And uh, the kids like it too because it has the door where it opens like like a, you know suicide. So they oh, have yeah, fun. Yeah. And they have like a little small seat. So they like the play back. with the windows uh -huh. and so the kids love it. Um, I don't have a car payment, man. I can leverage my personal income to do other things. Mm -hmm. $300 what I was paying for that mm -hmm. uh, Silverado, which isn't bad. I was leasing it. Mm -hmm. And um, that th when you look at DTI, debt to income ratio, what mm -hmm. they use to determine how much you can afford on the loan, mm -hmm. like that $300 is a lot. That's a, That could be twenty to 30000 like, like they take that by like the yearly amount, right? Yeah, or, right. Okay. Yeah, you're, how much you, you're paying. Well, they, they, I think they try to break it down monthly okay. to see you know, your monthly expenses versus your monthly income, Okay. how much you can afford for a house. Uh, so like, okay. for example, this refi I'm doing, Right. I'm increasing my loan to, I think, 225 or something like that. So like, if I did not have the, this, like the DTI, mm -hmm. the debt to income ratio, if that wasn't right, I could have missed an opportunity to take out cash because mm -hmm. I was driving a new car. Mm -hmm. Now I'm getting to a point where my W2, but again, my W2 income is increasing, so I have more f flexibility, so I can go get a Hellcat. I can go do all those things, but yeah. not yet. Yeah. You know, I'm cool right you now. Have the option. I got the option. Choose not to. Choose not to. I like Man. that. Financial freedom. So what is, last thing, we're going to wrap it up with this one, but what is one piece of advice you would give to someone who is, where you were five, ten years ago, or just someone trying to level up. Yeah, man. Um, I'm sorry, I can't just give one piece of advice. Okay. I'm gonna give a few. It's all right. Um, so the first thing is the why. Okay. You know, is you know, I, I would, I would encourage you to dig deeper than I'm doing it for my kids. Mm -hmm. I'm doing it to chase a bag. Mm -hmm. What does that mean to you, though? Like, for mm -hmm. real, like, what does it really mean to you? Mm -hmm. like, you have to have a conversation with yourself. Mm -hmm. If you're doing it for your son, what does that mean? What do you want to give your son? Mm -hmm. Or what do you want to teach your son? Mm -hmm. Because that sometimes is more important, right? Because oh, yeah. I'm going to lead by example. When my son sees me, he's going to see me in a position of power mm -hmm. and flexibility. Mm -hmm. I want to be to a place where I can walk out of my job if I needed to. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. I want to be able to take him to show him things and give back and you know make an impact like i'm gonna mm. teach him through that that's what i'm gonna give my son right right because that's more valuable than gifts because he's gonna okay. be able to 
manage life by himself mm-hmm. by learning it because my dad taught me things and right. OGs taught me things that I take with me today. Right. So that's that's the why. That's real, the biggest piece. Real quick, how would you? How did you know when you knew? Like the the, the lowest low. You that, know, being okay. in that position of of total reflection. Mm-hmm. Um, made me really think about okay this sucks this hurts yeah yeah now what mm-hmm. and that now what thought led to okay and and and, and learning that was that would be my second point mm-hmm. the why and learning okay so i i listened to a lot of podcasts <laughs> you know the fuck um listen to a lot of books i listen to a lot of books i read a lot of books um and i just surrounded my uh, surrounded myself by people who were doing awesome stuff like my mm. mentor, one of my mentors, he was from the retail space and banking. Um, a lot of people were kind of, I don't say intimidated, but he mm. kind of came off like a jerk. He is a jerk. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, call, I tell him a jerk, he's a jerk <laughs> all the time. But he was really good. So I yeah. said, hey, Josh, can you sit down with me for lunch, man? I don't know what I got going on. I'm just, I just know I need some help. Mm. Sure. Sat down with me, was a jerk to my face mm. and telling me how, how, how terrible a job I was doing. Mm. And then he told me what I needed to do to get out of it. He, he was the one to help me rearrange my student debt, because uh-huh. that's a thing you can get your, your student debt rearranged. Okay. Um, he gave me a TED Talk video uh-huh. of the ideal day of, you know, what I, you know. And from there, I just built on it, man. I just, mm. it, laws of attraction. When you, when you decide that you want a certain thing mm-hmm. or lifestyle, like stuff just start happening. Like just stuff would just, I would just see stuff and it would just make sense. Right, uh-huh. so like the why, mm-hmm. and then learning, okay. and then the the goals, but be detailed, smart goals. You know, right. uh, what they say, uh, specific, uh, measurable, attainable, whatever, and timeline. Yeah, yeah. I put I those goals in place, and then I've made daily habits mm-hmm. from those um, those goals. So, and enjoy the the journey, man, because that that's a big piece too, because you, you, you know again life is so fragile man like i've you know i've you know witnessed death and mm-hmm. um <laughs> you, you know people think they had the time in the world and mm-hmm. you know um just j cole with j cole you know there's no such thing as a life that's better than yours type mm-hmm. idea mm-hmm. you know you may not be where you want to be and that's fine mm-hmm. you know continue to work to get there yeah. but in the meantime I appreciate coming home to a, co- a warm bed yeah a meal you know like yeah. My son is healthy. You know? That's like, a big one. And that's simple, <laughs> but that's a big one. You know what I mean? So I think a lot of people miss out miss out on that one. That one kind of goes over their head because they hear the marathon, they hear Nip talking about all that stuff, and then they're like, oh, yeah, just keep grinding, grinding, like, make it hard. Like, But I think I've been reading this book. It's called The Power of Now. Mm. And to add to my just, list. Um, there's no, really no past and future. It's just what you do now. So if you, and I was had this feeling the other day. I didn't really, I didn't know how to describe it until I read this book. But I would tell my clients when I run, just pay attention to things around you, the leaves, the grass, the, hmm. the air, what it feels like outside. It happened for me one day, and things just got brighter. It's like everyone just turned up the color in the room. Wow. It was crazy, and I was just, I was, uh, it was a temporary moment because it comes and goes. But you have to become a master of it. Hmm. But really enjoying the process and being at peace man yeah because yeah. we again we you know i i you know we, we again we expire soon you know not mm-hmm. soon hopefully we expire we expire at some point <laughs> <laughs> like just it's a, it's a way to end the podcast it's all time uh, but no i mean you know eventually yeah. so like you just gotta like got like my son it's not going to be a couple weeks mm-hmm. ever again mm-hmm. so being there um, you know, uh, my lady wanted me to take more leave time, um, mm-hmm. but you know, I, t- I did take some time to be there for mm-hmm. that process because I, w- I didn't want to miss it because um, it's important. And um, you know, you know, we we, we, we continue to strive and want to do things, but we, yeah, we just certainly got to be in the moment and enjoy where we are now. Okay. So, yeah, man. Well, I appreciate you coming in and dropping all that knowledge um let them know where they can follow you at rich intentions um rich underscore intentions that's my uh instagram handle okay. um i work for KeyBank. Uh, you know um so you can find me there if you have any 
business questions, struggling with anything, um, just call any key bank and find me. Or no, don't do that, actually, because I don't want to get on anyone else. Don't do that. <laughs> just follow me on Instagram. Give me on Instagram, and we can connect that way. Um, so, yeah. And thank you All for right, having right. me. And, and, th- and this is great because, um, again, I listen to podcasts myself. So mm-hmm. hopefully, you know, I said a lot of stuff. I don't know. Hopefully it made sense. But hopefully someone can learn from it and take from mm-hmm. it and be a piece to their journey. Mm-hmm. Um, and the fact that you're taking your time, out, you know, again, away from your family, mm-hmm. uh, doing this for people uh, means a lot. And, it, 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 you know, and I envy that because mm-hmm. I, I want to get to a place where I'm giving back more. Mm-hmm. So thank you for allowing me to do that in this no you know, short, short, you know, uh, video here. But, mm-hmm. um, you know, I myself look forward to, you know, doing more of that because it's important. For sure. Yeah. All right. Well, uh, I've got to pay some bills real quick. So <laughs> if y'all are in Columbus, Ohio, and y'all have a desire to just be better, do more and try and learn a new skill, stop by self-made training facility in Hilliard. Um, I run a Muay Thai training program. I limit it to a class size of eight, so it's super focused training. At this point, I can guarantee your success. I'll give you money back if you don't become better in three months. Mm. All right, Um, Instagram handle, it's CoachDrew88. You can follow me, message me, and number. Give it out real quick. So y'all can call. Text. You know you don't write heart. Not gotta give him the business number. Oh, okay. Six one four three four four fifteen ninety five. All right. Well, I appreciate y'all's time. It's the end of the podcast. Peace out. Cool.